everyone, it's Mark. Today's episode is sponsored by Paint Care. Paint Care is the industry's own solution for the problem of post-consumer paint waste. The organization has already collected over 50 million gallons and redirected them from landfills and waterways. Paint Care currently operates in 10 states and the District of Columbia with New York, the 11th state, coming online in May of 2022. Paint Care is both good for the environment and your business. 35% of dealers who sign up to be a Paint Care drop-off location report new customers shopping in their store as a direct result of their participation in Paint Care. To learn more about Paint Care, go to paintcare.org forward slash retailers. Hey everybody, it's Mark. Thanks for joining me today. This is the first episode of In the News for 2022. That is all the news for the Independent Paint Dealer channel. Before I get going today, you guys know I like to record these when I can. In swag sent to me from independent paint retailers around the United States. I have currently run through the bottom of my pile. And I don't want to just start recycling. So if you're in the mood and you like the work and you want to support the work that I do and show that everybody who watches these and listens to these, that you are an active member of the independent channel, Go ahead and send me a shirt, send me a hat, anything with your name on it, and I'll wear it while I record one of these episodes, and I'll do a shout out to you. Brian will put my address up on the screen, and, and I'll tell a little bit about your store, a little bit about your history. I'll get that from you in an email, and, and we'll do a shout out for you. But now here's the news. Leading off our In the News today is a very big announcement from PPG that independent retailers who are PPG dealers will want to pay attention to. PPG announcing today, that's January 5th as I'm recording this, that they have expanded their relationship with the Home Depot and HD Supply to offer an extensive lineup of professional PPG paint products and services designed exclusively for their professional customers. The new product line will begin rolling out onto the Home Depot shelves in the fourth quarter of 2021. So that's already started. And the idea is this, from what I understand, and I've already spoken to PPG and, and we're looking to get one of their executives on my podcast to talk about this. But from what I understand, local PPG stores will be doing the fulfillment for orders that come through Home Depot, as well as the HD Supply websites. So pay attention on this issue. If you're a Pittsburgh dealer, this is going to be an important issue for you. Uh, I am just getting to this now. This is actually just as I'm recording this, just coming to light now. So I'll have more to say about this in the coming weeks and months. Russia has declared war. The building ministry of Russia has prepared a new set of laws which make it illegal to counterfeit paint. According to studies, counterfeit paints, which are defined as those which are either made in violation of Russian safety standards of extremely poor quality or where the coatings in the can do not match the product on the label, make up more than 25% of the Russian coatings market. Counterfeit coatings particularly problematic in the industrial coating segment. Currently, the market for industrial coatings is flooded with fakes, said PK Cores, a Russian anti-corrosive coating producer. Industrial coatings are purchased as a rule in large quantities all at once, which is beneficial 
to counterfeit manufacturers, Kurz went on to say, adding that fakes are not only counterfeit, but falsified. Products intended to protect the infrastructure in the challenging Russian environment have no anti-corrosive properties at all. Deceiving customers into suffering huge losses by using these products, Kurz went on to add. In Russia, most of the counterfeit coatings come from the garage segment of manufacturers. Those are sort of the underground or black market coatings manufacturers. What my father used to call bathtub grinders, there were a few of them in the Bronx at early years of my time in the paint business. In Russia, garage manufacturers often do not pay taxes and they fail to have their products tested before being sold, which is required by current Russian law. Beyond the paint industry, the problem with counterfeit products in the Russian building supply sector is even bigger, with estimates as much as 50% of the building products available in Russia being counterfeit. We see that nearly half of all cases, the causes of fire and accidents in the construction industry, building collapses, are precisely because poor quality building materials and components have been used, said Andrei Kolachinsky, who's the managing partner of the Russian building company Vector Soy Finance. For those wondering why I'm providing coverage on the Russian paint market, well, it turns out that there are paint dealers in Russia and they watch videos and read blogs too. So if you're one of the five Russian paint dealers who took in some of my content last week, spasiba. If you're a regular follower of my content, you know that I like to follow the Farnsworth Group pretty closely. The Farnsworth Group is the market research group who specializes in the home improvement channel. I've had the president of the Farnsworth Group on twice a year for the last couple of years. That's Grant Farnsworth. And he talks about exactly what that company's data is saying about consumer behavior in the home improvement space. And when I say consumer behavior, I'm talking about the DIY as well as the professional consumer. And I encourage you to go back and watch my most recent episode. It's just from a, probably about three weeks ago by the time you're watching this. It's with Grant Farnsworth. It's on my other channel, not with the In the News, but with the blog. It's really valuable content. Grant really goes into the detail of exactly exactly what they're seeing in the market as far as change in consumer, that's DIY and professional behavior, but particularly the changes in professional buying behaviors since the beginning of the pandemic. But for this week, during the month of October, which was the final month of the quarter that they were reporting on, 32% of all contractors reported that they had tried a new supplier during that month. 32%, nearly a third of all contractors. That's in the entire home improvement space. That's not just in the paint segment. They don't drill down that deeply, but a third of all contractors have tried a new source of supply within the last 30 days. Contractors obviously are continuing to struggle to find supplies to begin and finish jobs. And with demand continuing to rise, the professional segment has become increasingly willing to abandon established relationships in exchange for new ones with suppliers who can actually supply products. And interestingly enough, with that willingness to try new suppliers comes a willingness to try new brands as well. In that same survey, 29%, so almost the same amount of professionals. These are professional consumers reported using a new brand 
within the last 30 days. Paint dealers in their stores continue to see the effects of this shift in buying behaviors. Most dealers I know reporting increased sales in 2021 of over 20%. That increase is on top of double-digit increases from the year before. So the independent channel has really done well as a result of this change in buying patterns from the professional painters. I'm looking forward to Farnsworth updating this data next quarter, though I suspect we'll see more of the same. The long supply chains of the big box stores and the national retailers are showing their shortcomings during a national supply chain crisis. And it's leaving the more nimble independent channel, that's the dealers and the manufacturers that sell into this channel. It's leaving them in a better position to respond to shortcomings, put products exactly where they are needed, and to capture market share, it continues to look like 2022 will be the year of the independent retailer. Montvale paint maker Benjamin Moore announced a price increase effective January 28th, the increase one of the largest in recent memory. It became necessary due to the cost inflation caused by raw material shortages, as well as the current supply chain crisis. While not all products were affected the same way, the letter from Benjamin Moore CEO Dan Calkins to the company's dealers laying out the terms of the price increase stated that the increase will average 10%. Now, most dealers I know recognize that price increases are money-making opportunities. The value of your inventory obviously going up as the price of replacement goods rises. But despite the bump dealers get from price increases, many dealers I know continue to voice concerns for the rising cost of paint. The increase pushing the retail price of Aura, that's Benjamin Moore's super premium interior and exterior product, into the stratosphere at nearly $90 per gallon. That price leaving some dealers wondering if consumers have a price limit of what they're willing to pay for premium and super premium paints before they either postpone a job or choose to use something less expensive. My advice to dealers during this time of price increases remains the same, and that is keep your inventory as big as you can afford to manage. Collectively, Benjamin Moore dealers likely have over $300 million in inventory in their stores. So that means this increase alone injected more than $30 million in free capital into the independent channel. In your stores, if you had $500,000 worth of Benjamin Moore inventory, you just made $50,000. And so in a time of shortages with rising prices, so long as you have the demand, which seems to be pretty strong in the market and continues to be strong, as long as you have the demand, you should always be looking right now to keep your inventory as high as possible. And don't worry about things that are out of your control. It will be Benjamin Moore's job to convince consumers that their paint is worth $90 a gallon. And if they can't, you'll sell them something else. In more news from Montvale, Benjamin Moore continues the PPO process, PPO standing for Product Portfolio Optimization, the program representing the paint makers' efforts to optimize their product mix and trim the number of SKUs their dealers, as well as their own warehouses, need to stock. Recently, the company announced changes to their Fresh Start series of primers, which took effect in the final days of 2021. Dealers who stocked the Fresh Start line may have already noticed that the 023 all-purpose primer has been discontinued, leaving the 046 high-hiding all-purpose primer as the only water-based multi-purpose primer in the line. 
Other changes to the Fresh Start line as a result of the PPO, the Fresh Start Exterior Wood Primer 100.00, the old more white primer has been discontinued. The change leaving the 094 primer relabeled as a deck and siding primer as the only exterior alkyd primer remaining in the line. That change bringing an end to the name More White, one of the oldest in the Benjamin Moore line. As a kid, I remember the metal deuces of More White that my father's store would stock during the outdoor season. The handle on the steel can always left a greasy residue on my hands each time we sold one, the two gallon cans weighing up to 30 pounds each. Even in the Bronx, an area not known for selling exterior paint, there was a market for the long oil more white primer. The original pre-VOC more white primer of the 1980s and earlier was often worth the 24 hour wait that it would take to dry. The tremendous adhesion to wood made possible by that long drying time combined with the tenacious ability to block tannins made more white an outstanding product sought out by both painters and DIY customers. But restrictive VOC laws, emergence of latex technology, and Dan Calkins' desire to do more with less finally brought an end to one of the longest running product names in Benjamin Moore history. And so that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Mark Lipton, and this is In the News.